0: All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, 800 941 Sean, our toll-free number if you want to be a part of the program. I want to update you on a situation. Uh, I just found out, by the way, Peter Schweitzer's book uh, came in number one on the New York Times list. We couldn't be happier for him. Um, But all dealings as it relates to zero experience, Hunter Biden, um, how Donald Trump got impeached with 40 people on a phone call, and he just is asking Ukraine to get rid of corruption. Um is insane, but that's my opinion. And meanwhile, you got Joe Biden as vice president, you know, leveraging taxpayer dollars—a billion of them—and uh, saying you better fire the, this prosecutor guy by the name of Shokin, uh, or you're not getting the billion. And you got six hours to do it. And son of a b— they did it, and why? Because that prosecutor was investigating his zero-experience son. Now we're learning a lot more withheld from the public for five years. We have a memo conflicting with the Democrats' official narrative that the president's son had no impact on U.S. anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. The person that's breaking all this news, and there's more of it, is John Solomon, editor-in-chief of uh, JustTheNews.com. He now has his new uh, podcast, I believe, on the same website. Am I mistaken or no?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. John Solomon reports every day on the on the Justin News website.
0: <laughs> oh, no, great! That means less time available for my TV show. That's not fair.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm always there for you, Sean. You know that. <laughs> I do.
0: Um, you've done a lot of digging. You find yeah. this memo, and yep. it gets even bigger than that. But I'll save the big stuff for you.
1: Yeah, listen. We were told two very clear stories that uh, by Democrats, the national news media and uh, the uh, bureaucrats, the State Department intelligence bureaucrats that drove the Ukrainian impeachment. And that was, the two things were, there was nothing that Hunter Biden did that undercut or hampered or affected U.S. policy in Ukraine. That was the first story, witness after witness said that. And the second one was, yeah, Joe Biden did fire that guy. He did threaten to use, uh, withhold $1 billion, but everybody in agreement Everyone in the United States government agreed on it. He was just doing our work. It had been decided in the summer of 2015. This is Victoria Newland, now Joe Biden's number three official in the uh, State Department. She's the Under Secretary of State now. Everybody agreed in the summer of 2015 that Shokin, this prosecutor who was investigating uh, Hunter Biden's company, Burisma, had to go. We've sued, we got all these new documents, and both of those stories are pierced by the documents that were not available during impeachment. They show two things. In the summer of 2015 and in the fall of 2015, State Department officials weren't recommending firing Shokin, just the opposite. They had actually sent them a letter saying, you're doing a good job, we're actually, they use the word, impressed with your anti-corruption efforts. Then in the fall, they recommended that he that the country get a billion dollars, that billion dollar loan guarantee, because the prosecutor had made enough progress in cleaning up corruption in the, in the country. Those are new documents produced to us under a lawsuit from uh, the State Department. All right, that, that one's been pierced. Let's give you the other one. Everybody said, Hunter Biden, yeah, may have created the appearance of a conflict of interest with his dad, but didn't affect policy. You just read that memo. George Kent, one of the star witnesses of the Ukraine impeachment trial, actually wrote that uh, Joe Biden's son did undercut. That's his word. Undercut is his word. Uh, all the anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine, because he hung out at a, a, a crooked company at a time when Joe Biden was telling Ukraine clean things up that undercut the message and and set the mission down.
0: What is it that most people don't understand about all of this? Why is Hunter Biden to this point and why all these people that knew to this point? Why Joe on tape bragging about leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars to fire the prosecutor investigating his son? Why isn't there the same level of outrage when Donald Trump's phone call I mean, they released the transcript. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a single thing wrong with that phone call at all. And well, listen,
1: well, one thing's for sure. The way it was originally described in the whistleblower complaint was inaccurate. It was not right. So
0: somebody made story. By the way, the it was a hearsay, it was. non-whistleblower whistleblower.
1: That's right. He doesn't even qualify, according to the Justice
0: Department. And by the way, there was only protection. one fact witness. He had a lot of opinion witnesses. Yep. I had a lot of hearsay witnesses. There's only one fact witness that said, no, there was no quid pro quo.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 remarkable that we impeached the president on, on this bad in evidence. And in the meantime, we've continued to excuse one of the greatest political corruption machines I've ever seen in my 35 years in Washington. Everything you look at with Hunter Biden, every time his father went somewhere overseas, Hunter Biden was there trying to score a business deal. He was cashing in on his dad shamelessly, relentlessly. It didn't matter whether they were communist China, crooked Ukraine or uh, uh, another country, with a lot of corruption, Kazakhstan. He was always shaking down. The pattern was first documented by Peter Schweitzer. I developed it at the Hill uh, and no one seems to care in the mainstream media. They seem to just give Hunter Biden this incredible pass, despite the sort of corruption. If any other president in history had a family member like and this, it would be all over the news.
0: And the Washington Post and ABC, and you, John Solomon, you interviewed the prosecutor that got fired. And that prosecutor confirmed to you uh, that, in fact, he was fired because of Joe Biden. Now, yeah, I, I don't know how much more evidence you would need than that, but you would. Let me ask you this, because you, you hear between China and Ukraine and Russia and all the monies, you know, the $31 million. I know you, you've written about what yeah. was in Peter Schweitzer's book from China. Yeah, tremendous you know, book. How is it possible or is it possible that they don't have a full dossier or on the Bidens and probably have them on over a barrel in terms of uh, that they're vulnerable to whatever intel the Chinese have, the Russians have, the Ukrainians have. Because I know the Libyans had a dossier on zero experience, Hunter, and they knew he was a drug addict, a crack addict, and they knew he had a, uh, let's say, a propensity for ladies in the evening. And they wrote all about it. So, if they had all of that, I got to imagine the spies in China, Russia, and Ukraine were a little bit more sophisticated than Libya.
1: Yeah, and listen, there are so many things. Remember, he's in business with a guy, Devin Archer, that gets convicted of securities fraud. By the way, Devin Archer is going to be sentenced later this month. We're going to have a big story coming out about him tonight. You won't believe the treatment he's gotten since he's been convicted. Really fun story there. But. Um, he, was, he was in with another guy, a guy named Patrick Ho, a Chinese national, who also gets arrested and convicted during the time he's working with Hunter Biden. He was in business with people who are bad. He was in business with um, Burisma, which the State Department, not once, but twice. In fact, the memo you cited today mentions it again. They made two bribes to Ukrainian prosecutors while the State Department was watching and while Hunter Biden was on his board. And I'm not saying Hunter Biden made the bribes, but he was on the board when these things happened. Hunter Biden was surrounded by corruption. He is completely compromised his entire family. And that's why Senator Johnson and Grassley wrote that report that they did. The Biden family was over a barrel. And every decision Joe Biden makes going forward, we're always going to have that doubt. Is he making it for good reasons or to protect his son?
0: Or is he is he compromised? That's what the question is. And everybody knows if the last name was Trump, they would be beating the drum every single hour of every single day. Um, no which is why I said journalism, for the most part in America, you're an exception, is dead. Um, and all of these things would cause major outrage, massive coverage that's never ending. You know, but we're still waiting for the Durham report, John. Uh, I've got to tell you, my faith in the justice system is is has been diminished to near zero. I don't believe we have equal justice of our law under the law or e- e- uh, equal application of our laws. Um, I believe we have a 2 tier justice system, one for liberal Democrats, and if you're a conservative and you jaywalk, you're going to get 10 years in jail. That, that That's how bad it is.
1: Yeah, I have bad news for you. I'm going to probably instill more of that belief in you tonight. The story about how uh, Devin Archer has been treated while he's been waiting oh, to go to prison, just unbelievable.
0: Get, yeah, and let me guess, he's spending how much time in prison? He'll be out in a week?
1: Well, he's not in prison at all. He's been allowed to go overseas 40 times while he was indicted and convicted, 40 times. Remember, well, Usually the they take your away passport
0: away, Manipur- away, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. He's gotten four times. He got to go to Caicos. He got to go to Jamaica. He got to go to Italy. He got to go to communist China, which I wonder, why would you let someone who's a flight risk potentially go to communist China? We're going to show everybody all the trips he took with court approval. And most of them, half of them,
0: are since he's been a convict. He can't make it up. Great reporting. Just the com. John Solomon, editor in chief. Thank you, sir. Always appreciate you sharing your information with us. Unbelievable. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. If you want to be a part of the uh, program, Valentine's Day, only two weeks away. Our dear friends at GenuCell have a special treat for you. You're going to love it with all your heart. From now till Valentine's Day, you get the brand-new GenuCell anti-aging primer for a radiant glow, a flawless finish, absolutely free, with every order of GenuCell's most popular package, And that's a a 60% reduced rate. I mean, that's how good a deal this is. And by the way, using the same goodness that we all love, GenuCell's new primer, they use botanical extracts to deeply hydrate and brighten your finished look. Um, Everybody I've talked to that uses Chamonix products, GenuCell products, they love them. They rave about them, and you can't get them in any store. So many companies have tried to duplicate them. They cannot match the creativity of the great people at Chamonix that have developed GenuCell. Anyway, just go to GenuCell.com now. Use the special promo code SEAN35. You get an extra 35 bucks off when you check out. That's S-E-A-N 35. Two weeks only. GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com from our friends at Chamonix.
2: Wants to silence Hannity. Don't let it happen. Make the
0: commitment now. Three hours every day at 3 p.m. This is the Sean Hannity Show. To our busy telephones. Julie is in Minnesota. Hey, Julie, how are you?
3: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm glad you called.
3: I am too. The reason that I'm calling today is because I just want to bring mention to the Canadian Freedom Convoy up in Canada and this amazing movement that it's inspiring.
0: I've I've been watching it with fascination. Now, number one, unlike the riots of 2020 that, uh, that Liberal Democrats. Uh, described as peaceful protest that mm-hmm. this actually is peaceful um right. i saw today that they may bring in the military did you see that to get rid of these guys
3: yeah am i, I are you kidding what
0: have what have they done to warrant the military why won't justin trudeau get off his ass and get out of his house and stop hiding and why doesn't yeah. he, you know, get on a little helicopter or drive over? And why doesn't he say, "Let's have a town hall. Let me hear your concerns. I'm your public servant. What do you want? Right. Why? And and what can I do?" Now, he doesn't want to members- do that. He just wants to call them every single name in the book, just like every Democratic politician does every day now.
3: Right. Right. And even members of Parliament are telling him to talk to the people. You know, and you there's a lot of talk coming now that. America is going to be following suit, but I think there's some really crucial things that we can learn from the organizers of the Canadian movement. You know, I think that, um, this isn't about politicians any longer. You know, we, this is about the people, um, this, we need to be able to transcend party lines and come together. I mean, we have people dying. We have people losing their jobs. We have children that are dying and being severely impacted by these vaccines. And they're on both sides. They're on, they're on uh, the liberal side. They're on the conservative side. And we need to remove that carpet that divides us. And we need to come together. We really, truly do. This is about people. We have to move forward as a we the people movement. You know, I, it,
0: it's, I like it because it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's only a certain amount when you can, you can only push people too far. Right. And when you do, this is what you're going to get. And thankfully, it's yeah. peaceful. And I urge everyone to remain that way. There wouldn't be any food. There wouldn't be any supplies in any store right. we go to if, if it weren't for these truckers. But if, right. if it wasn't for our farmers and packers, uh, we would have been wiped out during COVID in the Northeast in March and April of 2020. Um, they're amazing people. And they were right. the heroes of the pandemic, along with medical professionals. And now we treat them like crap, too. And we're telling them, yeah, even though you worked in a COVID Petri dish for two years and even though you got the COVID and have natural immunity, if you don't get the vaccine, we're going to throw you out. Is that how we treat heroes now in this country? Are you kidding me? Right.
3: And I, I think that truckers right now are representing so much more than than a trucker. We have people that are representing, you know, gas station employees, librarians. Um, crossing guards and bus drivers we these the truckers are representing people it it just transcends everything it, you know and and i think that if we don't do something i mean america is already if we if we want to take our blinders off we're we're we're, we're becoming a full blown socialist country
0: these and, are very dangerous chilling times yeah. the good news for us here in this country If we decide to take advantage of it, is that we, the people, have an opportunity to take back Congress. We can take back the Senate. And if that happens, all things Biden, New Green Deal, ism, you know, all of this or most of this goes away. He'll try and do everything by executive action. And that'll be a fight we'll have another day, Um, a political fight, obviously. And you have the power, but it's going to take everybody taking it really seriously and also, make sure your state has election integrity measures adopted. That means voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody controls. You watch the ballots come in the building. You watch them when they're delivered. You put them in a room with a camera the whole time. They got to be on camera so nobody can mess with the ballots. Chain of custody is important. Uh, you definitely definitely need updated voter rolls every election, And then this rule, this law in most states that partisan observers get to watch the count from start to finish up close has to be up close. Can't be a thousand feet away like it was in 2020. And if COVID is a problem, you've got to make an accommodation this time. Uh, And you got to follow state laws and you got to follow state constitutions. Just had the ruling in Pennsylvania. Their state constitution was not followed in the presidential election in 2020. You can't have that. In Wisconsin, they had illegal drop boxes. You gotta follow that law too. Nobody wants well, Hannity, what do you mean that there's there's things that you don't like about the twenty twenty election? Well, I think if the laws are followed, you're gonna inc- and these measures are adopted, you'll have integrity in the voting system and confidence in the results, and that's good for the country. Anyway, good call. We'll get to more of your calls coming up next. Eight hundred nine four one Sean is on number. At 25, now to the top of the hour, 800 Sean, You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Shannon is in West Virginia. Shannon, how are you? What do you think of Joe Manchin? Just random question. I've I've met
2: Joe, and uh, I really don't know what to think about him. I, I know a few years ago uh, where he, he wanted to, uh, seemed like he wanted to lobotomize the Second Amendment. I, I had regrets for voting for him after that. But uh, I think he's standing his ground. I, I know you were you were kind of re- pessimistic as, as to whether he would continue to uphold his his ground. And he seems to be doing a good job. Uh, Listen, I, I,
0: I wasn't. I'd, look, at times he had kind of caved and yeah. um, I've met him and he's very likable, actually, in person. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I think what I liked about his decisions, the same with Kristen Cinema, is they didn't care what Chuck Schumer thought. They didn't care what the pressure Biden was putting them under. They, they stuck up for their state. Your state of West Virginia is getting hammered in large part because a lot of the economy where you live is energy based. You're getting killed unnecessarily yeah. so easily prevented and you know what i'm glad he stuck up for you and, and your fellow west virginians
2: i am too I'm, I'm i'm really surprised i'm really really taken back by what he's doing and i'm i'm, I'm hopeful that he will continue to stand his ground and stand up against the, the elites like schumer and i hope that uh, kirsten cinema senator cinema does the same as well
0: yeah what's up what else uh, well we'll see what happens everything else anything else on your mind today
2: Sure. Sure. Sean. Um, my mother fell ill about the first week of December and, um,
0: she was 69 years old. Oh no. Don't uh, tell me COVID. Are you going to tell me COVID?
2: Yes, Sean. It's, it's, it's terrible. I feel like a part of my soul has died.
0: I'm so sorry. Uh,
2: Thank you. Thank you. But, um, she, she fell ill, started having symptoms about the first week of December. I don't know, Wednesday, the first and, um, my father and I recommended that you know to her to go get tested, and so that was the first, so I guess Friday the third she went and got tested at the local media care clinic and uh, her her test result came back positive on Saturday the fourth and she told us they just sent her home, and I could not agree more with Dr. Oz the other day when he said people are being sent home with nothing until their lips turn blue, and that's pretty much what happened to my mother and uh, on Thursday, December 9th, I had to take her to the emergency room. Uh, I had been told. How many, how
0: many I, days had she had COVID by the time you brought her in?
2: We, I don't know for sure. Uh I'm, I'm guessing about a week, about a yep. week, Sean. And she, she was never informed about the monoclonal antibody treatment. And mm-hmm. a, a local nurse a friend of mine told me that my mother was eligible, but she that it, there was so much like red tape she had to go through. They said, well, you have to get your positive COVID test. Then you have to get the doctor to fill out the paperwork. And then the hospital has to schedule you for the monoclonal antibody treatment let me let me
0: tell you something if 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 i would have known if you would have contacted me and that was the case and you told me that i would tell you i don't care how you get there get to florida if you have to drive drive whatever you have to do because at that point they had monoclonal antibody centers all over florida and that she would have you know gotten the infusion and and every person i know that got it is fine it is what you're describing is exactly what is classically wrong with the handling of this, whether you're vaccinated, boosted, natural immunity. Now, anybody can get it. People are getting it twice. Um, and everybody can transmit it, vaccinated, unvaccinated. So you can't keep blaming the vaccinated. And I'm not telling right. people what to do. I'm telling people to be smart and talk to their doctors and research. Now, right. the thing is, is what I when they tell you, oh, if your fever goes up, take two Tylenol. That's what they tell people. Okay, you go home, you're a good little patient, you take your two Tylenol, fever goes down. All right, my fever's down. Check your oxygen level. Oh, I'm doing pretty good, 94, 95, 96. Okay, they said that's a good number, I can stay there. And usually, hate the, the, the reason I said, was it a week later? Because usually on day six or seven or eight, if it's gonna hit your lungs hard, it's gonna hit then. Now, by the time your oxygen, it there's a lag time. By the time your oxygen drops uh the damage is, and you have to go oh my gosh uh, my oxygen is at 86 and going down and then it's 80 all right and you race off to the emergency room here's the problem by that point covid pneumonia covid lung the damage is done that's why everybody that's listening to my voice talk to your doctor but have a plan if you get a positive test know the question to ask do you have uh, uh which monoclonal antibody works Best. Um. Now I was able to finally, for the first time, Pfizer actually, I think, on their website, put up a map showing you which pharmacies have their new antivirals. I don't know a lot about them. A doctor Oz swears by them, as does Doctor Siegel, as does every doctor that I've spoken to. They speak very highly of them. I don't know much about those, about my experience, I think, the gold standard has been the monoclonal antibodies. You know, the fact that we ran out of them, the fact that we haven't mass produced. Antivirals. The fact that we ran out of tests over Christmas is unforgivable to me. You lost your sixty-nine-year-old mother, and I would argue that if these idiots, you know, they want to blame Joe Rogan for misinformation, no, Fauci, I blame him, and I blame Biden, and Kamala, and Gensaki and Walensky, and the NIH, and and the CDC. They botched this thing up left and right, especially in the last year. You know, we're now in year three and we're running out of tests. you got to be kidding me. You know, did they not learn anything from Trump who handed them through warp speed, three vaccines and monoclonals? Uh, It's unbelievable to me. You're, you know, but but, but me telling you this doesn't bring back your mom, does it? It doesn't bring home your 69 year old mother that, you know, with the right therapeutics and help, I think could probably be alive today. And I'm not yes. a doctor. I'm just giving you an educated guess based on my yes. anecdotal experience.
2: Exactly, Sean. If she would have been informed as to what she had to do once she got the positive results back. Yes, you're right. She might actually still be here with me and celebrating yep. her her 70th birthday on February 17th. And, and I've lost her. And you're right when you go through the list there of all the people here and the, the misinformation or the disinformation. It's like we're going up against a bunch of nihilists that that want this to happen to people, and and it's just heartbreaking. And uh, she did get to Savoy some, some Matreb on uh, Thursday the 9th. I had to take her to the emergency room, and they told us there. that So she
0: that was be, seven days later they gave it to her, or yeah, eight days they, later.
2: Yes, and they told her there that, late. oh, well, she, they told me in the emergency room, the doctor said that she had to be scheduled for it, and I'm thinking – OK, it's an emergency approved medicine right now. We're in the emergency room. Uh, why does this have to be an appointment made? People are dying.
0: Joe Bastardi and- lost his parents within 15 minutes of each other. And when the, his parents first tested positive, they said the, the earliest that they would be able to get an infusion of monoclonals was eight or nine days out. The, wow. It's useless at that point. At that point, the damage is done, and both of his parents, now they were older, um, but both of his parents would have given them a hell of a fighting chance. Um, It's just so sad to me, and I'm telling you, you're speaking for a lot of people here. Look, I've devoted a lot of time on this program talking about this very issue. I don't really want to talk medicine, to be honest. It's not my passion, but what I've come to understand is, is that most people don't know and if i say it one time most people won't hear it the first time they won't hear it the fifth time they won't hear it the 10th time so i keep hammering it because i don't want anyone in this audience to die and i don't I, and, and i always end with check with your doctor cuz i'm not one but i'm telling you i have seen it with my own eyes and there's not a single person I know, vaccinated, unvaccinated, older, unvaccinated, multiple comorbidities that within 24 hours they get the infusion and they're fine. So, you know, nobody wants to, you know, look at that science. How about we look at this? How do, how do we run out of these things? There's no excuse for this. And so for those of you that, you know, complain that I'm repeating myself, please understand I'm doing it because. I want everybody to have top-of-mind awareness of the word monoclonal antibodies. It's not exactly a word that you, you, you're going to tend to easily remember. You know, if you're Joe Biden, forget it. You'll never remember it. Um, but it's it's you, that's what being informed is all about. And we're trying. I, I know people that have said, they contact the show, what's that thing Hannity talks about again? Monoclonal antibody. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to ask your doctor. He says, yes, you ask your doctor. And then they can't find it. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. And I, 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 I have I've there have been instances where I'm contacting people in other states that might have, you know, the therapeutics available and finding them. You know, I've been successful and I'm doing it for even strangers. Anybody, people I don't know, my friend's mother's sister, Uh, she's got this, this, this comorbidity. We're really worried. She just popped positive for COVID. What do I do? And you know what? It's just sad. It is so sad that this is where these real misinformers have put us. I'm putting Dr. Robert Malone on on TV tonight. You know, this is the guy. Oh, he's a misinformer. The guy created the science, the technology for mRNA viruses, vaccinations rather. And uh, you don't want to hear from the guy. You wouldn't have Pfizer or Moderna without the vaccines, without this guy, Um, just because he has a different view. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Check with your own doctor. Anyway, um, I'm sorry about your mother. It's frustrating. I'm speaking through you so that other people don't have to deal with what you went through and that other people hear the urgency in acting early. So, you know, so a tragedy that can be prevented is prevented. So my thoughts, my prayers are with you. You know, you said you had a hole in your heart. That that kills me. I don't want anybody to have a hole in their heart.
2: God, I feel like a part of uh, my soul has died, and I, I can't understand. There's this push for the for the uh, vaccinations, and they're being offered so conveniently at CVS, at, at Walgreens, at Publix. I can't understand why the monoclonal antibodies are not being offered. Well, they were in
0: Florida. And everybody I know in Florida, they got it. I knew places yeah. in New York, not anymore, that I could send people to. <laughs> We're praying for you, my friend. God bless you, okay? Dave in Washington. You're next. Dave, how are you?
4: Sean, doing good. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I wanted to hit on this whole idea of censorship you keep uh, going back to, which is so relevant in regard to uh, the information stream we're getting, and then give you a quick historical example of the relevance to this, uh, if I may. But uh, the big thing, I think, of censorship, the problem is it provides a direct link to propaganda. Uh, because it just allowed the one-sided narrative to be out there. And propaganda is a direct link to totalitarianism. And we've seen through history what totalitarianism does. I mean, it shuts down all counter thought, which is sort of how we're getting to in a lot of this social media narrative and, and uh, modern media that we have. Uh, and, and it really bothers me because I always think, you know, if you are upset with something, you think that you don't like what someone is saying, don't think that you need to censor them like Whippy Goldberg or anyone else. Just put out your own information. Give the dissent. Uh, put a post out that that, ref, that refutes what they say if you think they're wrong. Uh, that's where we need to get to because, in the end, who's the arbiter of truth? You know, they're all, everybody has biases, internal biases, and, and who are we going to make the person that says you're right and you're wrong? And my quick historical example um, is that if you look – All of our modern technology that we have, or much of it, from, you know, landing on the moon to the satellites that we use on a daily basis, we owe all that to people like Copernicus and Galileo. And I'm not going to get too geeky about this, but uh, Einstein called Galileo the follower of modern science, and Galileo for daring to state that the the Earth and the moon and all the planets revolved around the sun, rather than they all revolve around the Earth, that we're the center of the universe. He was tried and convicted of heresy, forced to recount or recant much of his life's work and live the final years of his life under house arrest, all for spreading what we would call nowadays misinformation in much of the mainstream media. But in reality, what he was spreading was the truth. And that's it. Thanks, Sean. The,
0: the, The sting in any rebuke is the truth.